Hey everyone, uh, my name is Christian Bao. I'm the founder and developer of Notion Theory, and you are listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. So I have a great episode lined up. It's with Andrew Couch and Andrew Kirkland. These are two peas in the pod. Uh, because they are excellent together. They really bounce ideas off each other. And, and it's actually been a, an episode that's long in the making. Uh, they go through, you know, they've been uh, a keynote speakers at uh, the Apps World in uh, Los Angeles uh, recently. And uh, they also uh, have been flown out to China to meet some investors. They're doing some great things in the entrepreneurial world. Uh, they're at uh, the cutting edge of uh, technology and especially as it relates to helping marketers and augmented reality. So uh, lots to uh, learn from this episode, but let me just take a moment to thank uh, my, first of all, my new sponsor, it's TopTal, and they have been terrific. They've really come in and helped out this podcast and showed uh, that they are willing to commit to a three-month tryout. Uh, with us. So I really need your uh, help by first of all listening to the uh, ads, no fast forwarding. Please do listen to the sponsored messages and uh, show your support by going over and checking out what uh, they have on offer. Uh, in fact, they're actually, uh, I've got a lot of resources for us as well uh, because they pr- produce a lot of content. So uh, do go to theappguy.co forward slash toptal, T O P T A L. Uh, that way you can then show that you've uh, heard this message and are coming from the App Guy podcast. And more importantly, I would like you to tweet out that or uh, actually send out to your LinkedIn connections. You know, if you have trouble uh, actually promoting that within your LinkedIn connections, I can show you a pretty clever way. Do get in touch with me and uh, then uh, in return, you can perhaps uh, uh, actually promote uh, TopTal to your net- network on LinkedIn. Um, so there you go. Uh, it's TopTal, the new sponsor for this podcast. To show your support. And uh, thanks very much. Let's get into the episode now with uh, Andrew Couch and Andrew Kirkland uh, from Candy Lab. Welcome to another episode of the App Guide podcast. I'm your host. This is Paul Kemp. This is a show where I love to meet with founders, entrepreneurs, business development guys, everyone who is involved in mobile. It's a great show. Do stay tuned. I've got a very good episode. It's been a lot of preparation. I've put uh, we've all put into this episode. It, it's going to be great. Please stay tuned. Uh, let me introduce to you. Uh, I think two uh, uh, guys you're going to absolutely love. Um, they're the two Andrews I like to refer to them, uh, Andrew Couch and Andrew Kirkland. Andrew Couch is the uh, founder of Candy Lab, and Andrew Kirkland is working alongside him as the head of business there. They have this awesome uh, company called uh, Candy Lab. It's, uh, we're going to talk about what they're doing with uh, augmented reality and uh, all the, the disruption that they're causing. And and so, uh, Andrews, um, both of you, Andrew Couch, Andrew Kirkland, welcome to the App Guy podcast. Thank you, App Guy. Paul, Andrew Couch here. So glad to be on. Great to be here, Paul. I'm going to have to fill in the audience. This is our third time recording. Um, you guys have been absolutely tremendous uh, getting through some technical hurdles, but we have you and we're going to make the most of it. So um, the first thing then is uh, let's talk about, uh, let's give um, bring bring the audience up to speed with Candy Lab. If you were going to do a, a quick pitch 
Um, Andrew Couch, maybe quickly start, and then we can turn to Andrew Kirkland. Uh, what is Candy Lab? Well, good question, Paul. Candy Lab is our parent company that has only but one product called Candy Bar, which is a blended augmented reality mobile app platform that we have built for marketers. It gives them their own mobile apps that lets them communicate their brand message through imagery using augmented reality by location uh, through their own custom branded app. And uh, the really cool part about this is the best way to think of it is similar to what a MailChimp and a Constant Contact has done for marketers in the email marketing industry, we've done a very similar, if not exact thing for the mobile app industry. In fact, if you're a marketer and you use an email marketing tool like a MailChimp or a Constant Contact, you will be a pro at using mobile apps through Candy Bar that communicate your message by location through, through imagery which we're finding really cuts the pass off on text and lets people communicate a message much more effortlessly. It sounds fascinating. Andrew Kirkland, have you got anything to add to um, introducing Candy Bar? Uh, yeah, just to expound a little bit on what he said, Candy Bar is it's our platform, blended augmented reality. It's an end-to-end -end process complete with the management system that enables you, you don't have to be a marketer, anybody who wants to deliver content in the most efficient and effective way possible. The Candy Bar platform is perfect for that. Uh, we use augmented reality. We use images as opposed to annoying uh, text. You know, a picture says a thousand words. A thousand words, unfortunately, says a thousand words, and I don't have much time for that. Um, so, <laughs> so it's uh, it's just it's what we believe is is the latest and greatest in the next evolution of of mobile marketing content delivery. Well, this is fascinating because uh, and a lot of the audience do know Mailchimp. I'm a big user of Mailchimp. I've been for years, and so let's deconstruct. Um, what you're doing then uh, to help, uh, me, I guess, me and uh, th those listening, uh, how when you refer to it, it's the, um, you know, the latest thing on top of MailChimp, uh, but for images, let's go through and w work out how a marketer or um, someone listening could use uh, your candy bar. Okay, great. Yeah, so they would just use this as a new dedicated channel to whatever uh, type campaign they're trying to run. It's similar to the MailChimp constant contact because it's just a process. It's a platform. You know, uh, the marketer has no idea how to build a tool like MailChimp or constant contact, but they know exactly how to use it. We've mimicked that same experience on the mobile app side. Dashboard, you input uh, locations, GPS or address, and you select images that you'd like to display and you publish and then it shows up on the consumer facing end of the app that now whenever a consumer is in this exact location whether it be outdoors or indoors they're going to see an item that they can engage with and it's going to deliver whatever content you have connected to that image at that very relevant location to get them to really ultimately walk inside and end up at the cash register somehow Okay, let me just put this analogy to you both then. Um, when I receive a MailChimp email, I have a multiple choice on my mobile of how I receive that. You know, I can go into a, a inbox, I can go into the browser, open that, I can go into the um, default app. Um, and uh, what I'm understanding and learning from you is that if I'm the end user, end recipient of this image that's just gone out from a marketer, I've got multiple apps that that could actually present itself to me on. Um, but I am, you know, in a certain location, and that's why it's it's being targeted to me. Does that make sense? Yeah, 
to, to kind of get us away from, from thinking that we're an email marketing company, I, I just want to be clear. So part of us making mobile apps that work in augmented reality, that let marketers tell stories, communicate a message to get their end users to you know engage and convert on location, meant that we had to build an entire network platform, right? And it, it meant that you know we had to make a management system so that when a marketer comes to us and says, hey, I need my own iOS app, my own, my own Android app, and it needs to be branded, you know, Nike or Reebok or, you know, whatever brand that it may be, city's tourism department or a retail center. And they say, we want to be able to open up this new mobile app channel to our consumers. We want to communicate with them by location. We want to benefit from, you know, this newest form of technology called augmented reality. And where that's really relevant to marketers is storytelling through imagery instead of having, you know, their end users, you know, read text. So just to kind of end on like the MailChimp constant contact analogy is that when you're a marketer and you go to say a MailChimp, there's only a few things that you're supposed to do that lets you send out beautiful emails that almost guarantee inbox delivery. It's you customize the email with your branding. With Candy Bar, you do the exact same thing, but with the mobile apps. You customize the apps with your branding. Step two, you you create the culture, right? But you had an idea of the culture and you know the outcome of what you wanted to get from mobile app marketing initially. If not, you know we help you with that. That process and you know really the last part when we publish takes a couple of weeks for the iOS app to go in iTunes uh, about four hours for the app to go in Google Play now the marketer whether they're from a museum or a botanical garden or from a tourism department they have their own custom branded mobile app in iOS and in Google Play in the app stores right so that was step one that we helped them get through step two the way the management system is set up the way we have built it for them if they're familiar with MailChimp marketing or constant contact or checking out on an Amazon platform or using a, a management system like Google AdWords, right? They're going to have a very similar experience managing their own location-based content delivery platform at Candy Bar. So we built it for marketers to uptake very easily. But what's happening on the back end, Paul, and I know I've talked about it a lot, is that we're giving them the apps that they're going to use as the channel to market to consumers, not just you know sending them an email to their mobile phone, hoping that it doesn't go to the promotions folder. And and, and even if it does open, you know the difficulty to get someone to convert, you know to even even just the other side of the city, I believe Angie Mason at Groupon really felt felt the sting on that one. Repeat visits are hard to, to come by. But when you're deploying that content on a mobile phone by location, it's relevant. It's easy to access for me as the user. There's like a gamified element to it. How much more effective do you think that is for a marketer to leverage than, than even doing like an email marketing campaign, right? It's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. And uh, so just to clarify as well, then uh, in a way, you are helping brands build native apps, but that actually include the, the concept of augmented reality as well. And, and they can brand it themselves, um, but they don't have to go through all that pain of uh, dealing with Apple uh, and changing code and updates. And it's all done through the platform. Yep, end process and best user interface. We've done this for over five years. Live app campaigns at the city level, you know, and, and below. And what we found is, you know, you can't just slap on a cool technology like augmented reality into a mobile app and expect to get an outcome, right? We still have to be smart digital marketers. We have to identify outcome first, you know, address the culture, allow culture to be customized inside of, you know, any brand message campaign, which in this case, it's mobile apps or those building companies off of our platform. And then the last part is the process, right? And there's no way a marketer, I don't care if you're, you're from the biggest brands in the world, right out the gates, assuming that you do build, you know, this 
this, this technology and assuming that you do have a good user interface and a process set up, how are you going to get that right on day one out of the gates? The amount of money, time, and energy that goes into that just for a mobile app campaign, is it truly worth it for you know brands to go through? Or you know should they rely upon those of us that have built a process that we refine day after day? Every time we do a live campaign, we learn new behaviors on people, what moves the needle for human behavior to convert over. And every time we refine that process, we embed it into the candy bar platform for our marketers to take advantage of. Similar to how MailChimp and Constant Contact do that every time they notice new updates that they can do with how servers handle MX records or how dedicated IP addresses you know, are, are treated by different you know, mail uh, browsing uh, tools that are out there. We handle all of that for the marketers. So they just focus on their branding, messaging, and distribution just you know, through mobile apps. And, and maybe Andrew Kirkland, you could pick up this. Uh, the, the brands themselves that are offering this, uh, um, is it fair to say that the number of apps, native apps that the brands are going to have uh, are going to be more than one? Uh, you know, is it kind of common for a brand to have more than one app for, for a certain purpose? Yeah, sometimes you will find that. And here's where I always like to tell these guys, um, you know, it, apps kind of became all the rage. I mean, if you think back to the early 2000s, everybody had to have a website, right? It's your storefront on the internet. Okay. Then, you know, apps came about and everybody had to have an app and people were getting apps that really, what was the app? It was, it was nothing but their website optimized for mobile. And that's exactly what their app was. So you find a lot of these people already have, you know, they have an app, but what does that app do for you? This, what Candy Bar does is this is a dedicated channel that goes to work for you. And I tell a lot of the folks that I talk to with the bigger brands, you know, if, you know, let's just say you've already got, Coca-Cola has an app. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they've got several. Um, but if I hear on the radio that, you know, download the Coca-Cola 2016 Summer Concert Series app and go look for floating Coke bottles throughout your city for a chance to win tickets to Taylor Swift, I'm going to go do that. Now, what I'm not going to do is go download whatever Coca-Cola app it is in the first place. Now you've given me a, a chore. I've got to go download a Coca-Cola app. Then I've got to sift through the many things that Coca-Cola has on their original app when really... All I wanted was the free Taylor Swift tickets. So I can go and I can get that dedicated channel, that dedicated app that, mm -hmm. that goes to work for everybody, for me, the end user, for you, the brand. So, um, yeah, you'll find that sometimes they do have a couple of channels, but, you know, we really think that the channel that we've built, it actually goes to work for you and it's proven in the data. And uh, I just find that a, a much better way and a much, much more unique use case of these apps rather than just having an app for the sake of having an app. And what we've learned over the last five years, well, six, is when and where means more to people, we found, than really anything else. If you can get someone when and where they are with relevancy, I have never, as a, as a digital marketer, Paul, I've never seen anything more effective than that. You know, I'm learning so much from you guys, and uh, I, I want to try to, I, I guess, reinforce this to the apps to tribe listening to this, the, the listeners. And so... In your episode pre in the sorry the episode previously to this one, uh, the founder of Aptopia was talking about fifty five thousand apps uh, per month going into the app stores, and uh, it's just very very noisy, hard to get discovered. But what we've learned from you is that if using the candy bar, we can build apps that are specific for certain events, and that those apps will become very relevant because you have a when and a where and and that's actually something like we could really consider would, would you say that uh, that that kind of sums it up 
Yeah, absolutely, Paul. And, you know, uh, we, we spoke about this the two previous times we tried to record this. Um, so, yeah, that, that's a good number, which I wasn't aware of that number, but I could have taken a guess. 55,000 apps a month. So think about that. You know, everybody, it, it's so cliche these days to, to have an app or, or be an app guy. You know, when I was growing up, everybody wanted to be an athlete or a rock star or something. Nowadays, kids want to grow up and they want to be, you know, they want to be an uh, entrepreneur. So... 55,000 apps a month. Now, how many of those would you would you think are actually relevant that, that actually do something for anybody and don't just die on arrival? That's what's great about Candy Bar is it's it's so relevant because of the location-based aspect of it. You know, if I uh, were in London and I wanted to find all the great chicken joints, maybe I'd download an app called Chicken Chaser, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Hey. Yeah, you, you know that's one of mine, huh? Exactly. And, and that's highly relevant to me. If I'm in London and I love chicken, and I do happen to love chicken, it just so happens that I'm out here in uh, California. So I won't be having that app. But if I were in London, that's an app that I would have. Everybody is, they're so hell-bent on taking over the world all at once right now, they think that their app is going to be the next Uber, Twitter, Facebook, Weather Channel, Yelp, whatever it may be. And the hard truth is it's not. Um, but if you have something that's relevant to the location and actually goes to work for you, then you can have an extremely successful campaign. Yeah, and, and there's no need to you know build apps that are going to take over the world. Paul, I, I think the reason why a lot of us say, oh, why are you going to build an app for just a, a two or three month campaign at the city level and below? Well, you know what? If email marketing were as hard as it were to build native apps, you would hear people say the exact same thing about about email marketing. Well, why would you do that if you have to build all these protocols and permissions for all the different web browsers that are out there? If they just knew that they had to upload their branding, their cult, their content, and upload their distribution list, it, you and, and say that the same are true for mobile app marketing right now with relevancy, location, storytelling through imagery, which augmented reality lets us do, you'd hear people say all the time, oh yeah, I'm just going to do a candy bar app campaign for like 60, 90 days just so I can gather data on the users, get them to interact with the locations I want them to, spend money with my vendors, you know, have that dedicated channel from me to them, them to me, the event organizer. And then after the campaign, we're totally fine with a high app drop-off because it served its purpose. The, I, when I turn on my TV, Paul, I'm not going to watch a channel on Netflix for a whole day. I'm going to flip through the channels that are the most relevant to me, right? So what we are able to do at Candy Bar, all those 55,000 apps that are going in a month, say 5,000 of them are from brands, from marketers, museums, botanical gardens, say their tourism departments, retail centers, their tours, activities. You know, there are all these people bundled up that just need to communicate their brand message through a dedicated channel to their audience in a way that's more relevant than email or text marketing or phone calls. And we're giving them that opportunity to do it through Candy Bar. Now, this is where the audience are going to get quite excited because I do feel that this is a game changer. What what you're, we're learning from you is uh, at the moment, many people listening to this think that the the battle with their uh, being successful on the app store is getting uh, up the app charts. And I know I've had a, an app at number two and uh, an app at number one in music, and it feels great, but it's hard to stay up there. What you're teaching us is that now we have a tool that can change the game. And rather than it being all about the chart position in Apple. It's actually about the when and where of the user and making it relevant for certain events. And I feel that that's a game changer. Do you, do you, obviously, you agree with that. 
Definitely. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, yeah. And, and that's why we built this. If, if we can remove the headache of using this new technology, building it, deploying it, taking care of the process, everything, then of course you're going to want to use it. And at that point, it's it's affordable for you to use it. That if you want to use it for Andrew Couch, it said 60 to 90 days, you can use it to sit for six to nine hours if you'd like. That's okay because we've taken all the headache out for you. We built this. You know it works. And simply, and since we built it just like email, you know, what Mailchimp did, it doesn't matter if you're from U.S. Airways, Nike, and Reebok. You can all three, you know, different marketers come to the delivery system platform, upload your your branding, upload your distribution list, and your messaging, and off it goes. Same thing with Candy Bar. It doesn't matter if you're from JetBlue. From uh, you know Chase Bank, or you're from you know a botanical garden. You come to the platform, you customize it with your branding. You you strategize what it is that you're trying to get out of the campaign. Maybe it's location-based offers, get people to go to certain places to spend money or have experiences to share on social media. The last step is you know deployment. It's same thing that you would expect from an email marketing tool. And no, you don't have to top the charts in the app store to have an app. Say say a city only has access to three and a half million people and they only right now the channel that they have is what? Radio, TV, and email. What if we could open up a, a, a dedicated mobile app channel that works by location that these cities and tourism departments and brands that it, they can take credit for and have a process, a code base that's been vetted year after year after year, just like how an email marketing tool is set up. Now I bet you, Paul, we have this conversation a year from now. You hear a lot more people say, oh, let's just do a candy bar campaign for 60, 90 days. We don't need to go build apps. Just use what's what we know works, brand it, and off we go. Get the data, get people to do what we want. Yeah, Paul, so, and I'd just like to add, you know, congratulations to you, by the way, on, on topping the charts and, and, you know, we could, over here at Candy Bar, we could just make an app. We could call it the Candy Bar app, and then we could go knock on every single door in the world and try and get Candy Bar at the top of the charts. But what do I really care? Well, I'd much rather actually have the Chicken Chaser app in London mm-hmm. be being used in London. And that's okay with me because that means you're successful. And if you're successful, we're successful. I just and then, care oh, by the way, chicken joints Yeah, are. exactly. And I've got an app in the background over in you know Los Angeles that shows you the best clubs in Los Angeles. I don't care if it's at the top of the charts. What I do care is, is it being used and is it successful? Is it, is it succeeding in its mission to, Relevant to, me. to, to give people all the best clubs and nightlife spots in LA? Well, yeah, it's definitely doing that. And so that's, that's fantastic. That's the mission right there. It's not, it's not to be at the top of the charts, not for us. That, that, that doesn't make any sense. We're real successful. We're real success for us lies in everybody that has our technology that is utilizing it for whatever purpose they're using it that they're successful and of course they're going to be more successful than any other traditional means because we're delivering content to the mobile phone the three foot device so really paul that's you and i and everybody listening the the phone is three feet away from them we're delivering that message based off location gps for proximity to beacon and we're doing it in a much better way than a traditional pop-up text message. And we're letting every marketer in the world have access to that process, technology, mobile apps, and management system. We built it for everyone to use. And so that's what's important. That that defines success for us, not you know, trying to be in the top 10 of the app store. So it's time to thank my sponsor. It's TopTal. And if you are having trouble finding great developers or great designers, then this is the company you need. Top Tal, top talent, basically. And it's a network of elite pre-vetted software developers. Now, we know that it's a very tough 
uh, assessment process that they go through. Uh, we had a, a, actually a previous guest on this show uh, way back, um, uh, it was in uh, the early, um, I think it was the first 10 episodes, and uh, it was a developer, terrific developer. Uh, he uh, did actually pass and get through the assessment, and he, in my community, has been telling me how thorough the assessment process is they're testing on algorithms and all sorts of uh, things and there's interviews so uh, i know that when you go to top Tile, you can get the best uh, developers and uh, you get them actually a really good uh, price because they are located all around the world uh, they're judged on their own abilities and own talents rather than anything else and so uh, I can actually connect you if you need uh, to the developer who managed to pass their assessment. Uh, his name's Kirby, uh, Kirby Turner. And uh, um, I actually, you know, listened to him talk about the assessment process. Really, really amazing. So you can be confident, confident knowing that uh, TopTal is uh, actually doing what it says, which is uh, its big tagline is uh, that uh, it. Uh, finds the top 3% of talent uh, worldwide. And in fact, when I had Brendan uh, Beneshot, the co-founder and CEO, uh, he said it's probably closer to 1%, which is uh, actually a higher uh, acceptance rate than uh, you get going through the Navy SEALs. Uh, so it's really great. So when you uh, connect with uh, TopTal, they will find you the best uh, developer and uh, you can get to work on them. Uh, and, and the costs are... Uh, really very reasonable we're talking about anywhere from like a $45 per hour to $90 per hour rate and uh, what I like about TopTal is that you uh, don't have to go through all the um, process of hiring a, a developer but it is like getting someone on your team uh, it is like getting an employee uh, but they are contract hire uh, agreements that you have in place and the, the unbelievable thing, and as someone who's paid actually quite a bit of money in recruiting before in the past, uh, you can uh, work with them. And uh, if you don't like, uh, and this is what you get through my link, if you don't um, like uh, or not are not happy with the developer, then uh, you get uh, your the money covered and uh, there's no risk. You walk away completely risk-free after two weeks if, if the um, developer doesn't work out, which I don't think will happen, but it's always good to have that kind of no-risk guarantee uh, from TopTal. So uh, I, I'm a big fan of these guys. I think you should too, and this is where you need to take action. And uh, if you're a fan of the show, please do take action. Go to theappguy.co forward slash TopTal. That's theappguy.co forward slash TopTal, T-O-P-T-A-L, and uh, you can uh, then uh, be redirected to a, a special special landing page they've set up for me. Uh, and, you know, please do go and share this with your network. And uh, if you have any uh, trouble sharing it with your network, uh, in fact, if you want to partner with me and I will help you uh, share it with your network, let me know and I'll give you some strategies on how to actually do that. Uh, tapping into your LinkedIn connections or your uh, followers on Twitter or your uh, Gmail contacts. It's a pretty easy process to do. So, um, and I've actually got some really good uh, headlines that you can use as well when uh, 
sharing this out. So if you don't feel that you uh, are in a position to use TopTal, then what we could do is we could work with your network and you could help that way. So show your support for the show. Do support the sponsor. Thanks very much for listening to the sponsored message. And uh, I'm really excited about uh, telling you more about TopTal over the coming uh, weeks. And now let's get back with this uh, great episode and chat with Andrew Couch and Andrew Kirkland. So in the last 10 minutes, guys, before uh, we say goodbye to you, then uh, let's help the uh, Appster tribe listening to this now. We have many app builders who are uh, creating uh, apps for themselves and building apps for clients. I'd love to give them a, a user case example. And I wondered if you had any agencies who have uh, tapped in to use Candy Bar as a platform and, and whether they're actually building apps uh, and then, I guess, selling these on to their end client, uh, but using your, your Candy Bar as a, a mechanism to deliver that app. Uh, would you be able to flesh this out some more? Yeah, so... Uh- we actually just relaunched the Candy Bar 2.0 platform, and that's the blended augmented reality that incorporates the beacons and the GPS. Yay. So we're talking with we're talking with Mark. <laughs> Is that the announcement, by the way? No, no, we've got something more exciting. All um, right, well, okay. You know, firms, uh, brands, uh, all across the world, actually, which is great, and that's another great thing about our technology. That again, it allows us to to do this across the entire world. If you have access to the internet, you can leverage the Candy Bar toolset. So that's huge for us. So yeah, that that that's the idea. You know, we built this for marketers, brands, agencies, and we want them. You as a marketer, it is your job to roll down the latest and greatest in, in tools available to keep existing clients and then to go get new ones. Uh, right now, uh, you know, marketers, what are you selling them? Well, you're selling them text message marketing. You're selling them email blasts, Facebook. Sure. I mean, you're doing all these other things, which is great. But we know that what we've built is the, is the latest and greatest and what's available out there. So, you know, we're really excited to get this into the hands of marketers, the, the firms themselves, uh, we've come up with a really sweet uh, pricing module for them so that they can roll it down and, and be successful. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's really exciting. And, 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 Paul, if I may, you know, we just got invited last week. Um, you and I, we, we've done this. This is our third go at this podcast, and we're so uh, appreciative. <laughs> so, so tired. <laughs> for your patience with us. But, uh, you know, plug and play. Um, really big player out here in Silicon Valley. Um, probably a top five incubator accelerator out here. They've got a, a China arm opening up and they're focused heavily on VR and AR. So they've hand selected eight companies across the entire world that they want to bring out to China for 10 days, go on a four citywide tour, you know, of course all expense paid by them and, and talk about our technology, talk about our solution and present it to some of the top VCs, angels, uh, government officials in China. So, you know, we just got that invitation. I think it was probably Wednesday last week, and it's actually going to be at the end of May, I think May 22nd through the 30th. Yep. The Andrews will be in China. We're working on our visas. And yep. so, <laughs> so, you know, ne- next week we're going to be at Apps World North America in Santa Clara. Uh, we're leading a panel discussion on augmenting consumer experiences. Uh, we've got a learning lab on AR and VR and how it's going to change the future. Um, then it's the Technology Investor Forum here in, in Irvine, California. And then immediately after that, it's China for about 10 days. We come back and then it's back up to the Valley for Augmented World Expo 2016. So it's really exciting for us to see um, everybody really being, they're becoming 
comfortable now I feel like with the technology. Not, it's not so much us, all of us in AR, VR pushing. I feel like the few of us that built the tech that have been around for you know five, six years or longer, I feel like we're getting pulled into certain markets now. And it's not so much about all of us trying to push just to convince people that, hey, you know, using imagery is better storytelling for marketing or for you know games or whatever the case may be. We're noticing at trade shows like South by Southwest, remember, people came up to us from agencies and PR firms. They knew about AR. They knew about mobile apps. They knew about location. And they're like, well, can you combine all of them together? Oh, by the way, we need to take credit for it. They're, they're, they seem to be more, uh, not not educated, I should say, more knowledgeable in kind of what works and what's available. And that part was really nice. Yeah, people are really warming up to using the technology. And that's just a validation of what we've been doing and when why we've been working so hard and, you know, just running through brick walls for the past five years. And uh, so that validation is great. And, you know, we're just really excited for all the opportunities. I mean, Paul, you know, we, you, I, I don't imagine that you just let anybody on your podcast. So even oh, no. hand selected. Um, I say this is an honor. Uh, so actually what, what uh, tends to happen is plug and play, follow uh, my lead. So, um, are you serious? Do they really? <laughs> I'm just playing with you guys. But uh, uh, that, that, I tell you what, that does wrap this thing up in terms of the final thing that we could talk about, which is there's a lot of people listening to this who are in corporate jobs. You know, they're stuck. They're commuting to a job they dislike. And I've had so many people who have quit jobs because of the episodes they hear. It sounds unbelievably inspirational your story and what's going on and i just wondered from the both of you maybe andrew couch first uh, what does it feel like to run your own company being involved in um, you know an emerging uh, market and uh, uh, just give us a, a feel of, of um, the excitement levels yeah i feel like there is something even below that 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 should be addressed yeah. this type of life is not glamorous by any means this is my second internet company I was an infantryman, active duty, uh, stationed at Fort Drum, and I, I was deployed overseas for peacekeeping and for combat missions. And I, I, I got to admit, Paul, that if it wasn't for the leadership training, if it wasn't for the high-stress, tense, do-whatever-you-have-to-do-with-limited-supplies mindset I had for the first eight years of my life, seven years of my life, I don't think I'd be cut out for this kind of work. And it makes me wonder how other people that start off around the same time we are that don't have that same type of background are able to have tenacity. They're not able to just go out and just do whatever it takes to move forward. And I feel like that that's something I realized only, gosh, I built and sold a company before I even realized that that was truly what, what I had that moved the needle forward. And to, to kind of answer your question, you know, what is it like? It's, it's, a, it's a lifestyle choice is number one, but you need to be okay waking up every day broke as possibly can be, but you have a business model, you have an idea, you have a vision, and every day if you don't give up on it, you take one step forward just like they teach us in the army. You know, slow is steady, steady is fast. You look back a year after doing it successfully for 365 days, you'll be like, wow, look at all this distance that I've traveled. And I feel like it's more about that really than, than business models, than, you know, what the value proposition is really than anything when it comes down to, you know, what is it like for a founder to, to go out and grow? I feel like if you put the right, not even just person, the right mindset within that person, once they, once they realize who they are, what they're capable of doing, where their, where their limits are or at least where they believe their limits are, and if they always keep raising what, what they think they're capable of doing, you'll start meeting people like Andrew Kirkland, right? 
who, who for us does business development. You meet other teammates. You meet other players that can complement your weaknesses. And as a leader, it's our job to identify our weaknesses and fill them in with strengths as we start to build our team. And then from there, you know, you're building the team based. Then at that point, yeah, you're building a team based off of what's the business model, what's the culture like. You know, what are the possibilities? And once they see that you put the team first and you yourself, the leader, eats last, I feel like you stand the best possible chance of surviving. And even still, only five percent of us make it. And can I just pick up on one thing, Andrew, because something I learned recently, and tell me if this is true or not. Many of the people listening uh, think it's either about the money or the fame or, you know, something. But in the military, you learn uh, that it's actually more about the people around you, your team, what you can do for them that's over and above what you do for yourself. And uh, I guess people like yourself tend to transition that to startup life. Have you got any comments about that concept of it's more about doing it for the people and more than doing it for yourself? Uh, Paul, I'm going to actually take that one. Andrew Kirkland here. Um, It, you know, it's, it's not about the money and the fame and for people like Andrew Couch, who I'm so grateful for coming across three years ago it's really about, you know, it's, it's about the money or, or the fame. If you're in it for the fame, good luck to you. You've, you've, taken the wrong, you've taken the wrong path. You know, Andrew, something I've learned from him for all these years is he is just hell-bent on doing what you as an investor in his company would want to hear. And all he cares about is making a return for his investors. If you've got that attitude and that mindset and that mentality and you take it to work every single day, then that, that's where your focus should be because, you know, it, it, goes, it, it should go without being said that if Andrew Couch makes his investors a lot of money, well, of course he stands to make a lot of money himself. So, you know, that, that's the mindset. Don't, don't forget who got you here, who helped you get here. And if I may even speak on that lifestyle just a little bit, um, I know that Andrew said it's not glamorous and I think he stole my line there, but that's the, that's the God's honest truth. <laughs> I heard you say it, it, it doesn't make it any less. <laughs> it's not. It's not glamorous work. That's for sure. Um, but what it is is extremely gratifying. Yeah, and that is, you know, when you when you wake up, it, it's so cliche to say, "Oh, I love my job." We love our job. Our job, it it depends on us. We're in charge, and you cannot replace that with anything else. I think that a big problem that everybody has out in corporate America and all that. Andrew also said it's a culture. It's a lifestyle. And it is that. We're fortunate enough. I mean, we look at it as being fortunate, but you know, we're single guys. We, we're not married. We don't have children. We don't have these responsibilities that really uh, trap us in, in that, in that corporate in that lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, so we're, we're, we're down to take risks. And, but we know that, hey, it's a, risk. It, it's a risk, but if you give it everything you've got, you're capable of pretty much anything. So, you know, you've, it's real. It's really tough to live this lifestyle. Again, you know, you're broke. You're you beg friends and family for money to start off with. Then it's you know, then you get put through the ringer by the the professional money, and, and it's always customers. yeah, the you customer. Have- it's always it's always always something, and you have to be married to the vision. And the That's vision so may take it. It may be five ten years. I mean, that is not 
that is not unusual in this space. But you have to choose who you spend your time with, yep. vis your vision or with anything yeah. else. But if and you're if it's committed, anything else, it's not your vision. But if you're committed to it, like you would be committed to a, a wife and your children, yep. then why can't you why, why can't you build a successful uh, family, so to say, here in, in whatever it is that you've undertaken? Well, that is a wonderful thing to end on. It's so inspirational hearing both of you speak. Uh, I absolutely believe you're two peas in the pod. It's it's um, truly um, gratifying that we've got through, and, and uh, I'm hoping this is all recorded. So it's uh, uh, the, the full show notes will be on theappguy.co. It's uh, episode four six three four six three uh, with the two Andrews, Andrew Couch, Andrew Kirkland. Just for anyone who's uh, needing to go and check you guys out, you can find it there. But in the meantime, both of you, how, how can people reach out and connect? What what is the best way of getting in touch with you? Yeah, we'd encourage everybody to uh, just visit candylab.com, spelled the way it sounds, C-A-N-D-Y-L-A-B.com. They can find us there. Uh, you know, if anybody listening is in the Valley, please come check us out uh, May 11th and 12th at the Apps World North America in Santa Clara. If you guys, if anybody's in China. Um, listening from Beijing, Yeah, Shanghai, listening from Beijing, Shanghai, and two other Shanghai. cities that I can't pronounce. Yeah. You know, <laughs> look that up um, further. You know, you can find us at the Augmented World Expo uh, 2016 in Santa Clara as well. But the best way to get in touch with us would be go to the website um, and you'll see how to contact us from there. And you may just be lucky enough to hear from one of the Andrews yourself. Wonderful. Thank you so much, uh, Andrew and Andrew, uh, for joining me on the App Guy podcast. And uh, uh, all the best with um, the future and the vision. Many thanks, Paul. Such an honor to be on your podcast, Paul. Thank and you so much. Thanks so much for your patience working with us over the, the couple of times it took. That's our inside joke. The, the listeners won't know, but it was not easy to get this recorded. So thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. So that's the episode. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, I do have three challenges right now. I thought I'd make uh, just a quick announcement about. Uh, one is clearly I am uh, in searching for founders who are hiring. So please do keep your ears and eyes open for me. And it's very easy to introduce me. Uh, you can just simply reach out to me and I'll send you a short bio to introduce me over, to, uh, over email to your founders. Or uh, I guess you can get in touch with me through my website. It's theappguy.co. And uh, just keep an eye out for uh, any founders hiring. So that's number one. Number two is that uh, I have partnered with a company and uh, we are offering uh, in the wild testing. And the cost is about $16,000. So it's uh, really for um, small to mid-sized uh, companies. And uh, the, the importance is that um, it, the app has to go out and it has to be functioning great with good feedback. And so uh, if you uh, come across any companies that are updating their app or launching their app and they think, you know, we really should get uh, in the wild testing, and feedback then uh, let me know and uh, I can uh, I can work with you and the third thing and the final thing is that I have partnered with uh, Book in the Box and they are uh, offering uh, my uh, apps to tribe the ability now this is expensive again this is $20,000 so uh, again it's more probably if you're listening to this it's more for keeping your eyes and ears open for founders uh, this can be online or anywhere uh, anyone who is, I would say, cash rich or t and time poor, because uh, what uh, we're offering, and I'm adding value in the process as well, is that we're offering founders, uh, entrepreneurs, the ability to 
undertake a 12 um, one hour interview series. So that's 12 interviews of each lasting one hour. And uh, that is enough content to produce a pro professional book. And you can imagine like what the benefits are for producing a professional book, uh, the credibility that you get, the fact that you can throw a book down on a table when you are having a meeting. And uh, the guys say, we need these, these uh, people because they're actually the guys that wrote the book on it. So uh, anyone who would be interested, do let me know. Again, you can email me and I will share some text that you can introduce me. I do this all the time. I introduce people all the time over email. I've made loads of um, people happy through the network, uh, my network. And simply it's a case of I just email the uh, recipient uh, and the person that I'm introducing and I say, hey, um, uh, hey, Max, I'd like you to meet, you know, so-and-so John. And um, John, I'd like you to meet Max. Uh, and uh, you guys, I uh, hope you add value and that's all it takes that's all it takes are you doing anything to add value to pay back please uh, consider uh, helping me with those three challenges so finding founders that are hiring number one number two looking for founders that would help uh, or could use uh, in the wild testing and number three uh, anyone who uh, would like a professionally published book there you go my challenges thought i'd mention them thanks for listening and uh, look forward to uh, yeah, getting another episode to you shortly this is just great thanks a lot bye for now